Praise God. Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Praise God. And it's wonderful to meet each one of us that knows him tonight. Our reading uh, is found in John, in John and chapter 10. And um, I'm just going to read 7 to 10. But we'll read from verse 1 to uh, verse 10 of John and chapter 10. Jesus the Good Shepherd. Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name <coughs> and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. The sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will free, flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he shall be saved, and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus said that in verse 9, I am the door. Yes, he's talking about the sheep. And he says, by me, only through him, if anyone, an invitation given to all, I know he's talking about sheep, but thinking of the good news, the gospel tonight, the invitation is given to all to believe. Anyone, that's everyone, who enters by me, he will be saved. That's the only way we can know salvation, by entering in. It's an interesting thing to note that in Bible times, the fold, the sheepfold, had no door. The sheep went in, but the shepherd was the door. That's why it had no door. The shepherd lay in the, in the entrance, so they couldn't get past or go out, except by him. But having said all of this, I want us to think tonight about three doors contrasted. As we know about the door, how important, it's very important, a door. Why? Because it speaks of entry when opened to a home or wherever we go. It speaks of safety once it's closed. When it's closed, there's no entry and there's safety within. So the three doors that I want to think about tonight uh, are these. First, there's an open door that was closed. Then a closed door that should be opened. And thirdly, thank God, we've read it, a continual open door. 
So the first door then to think about is this. The door of the ark at the time of Noah. The gospel of the good news of salvation is seen in a sinful world. Because in Noah's day, it was the most sinful of all days. Why? Because Jesus said himself, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when he, the Son of Man, shall come, when he will return. So he hasn't come yet, he will. So the days of Noah must have been horrendous days, because we haven't reached that yet. And we know how sinful the world is how deprived and how men and women are, are mindless and not thinking about God at all. What a situation it was for Noah. But you see in all of this, God gave a gracious invitation. He always does. It's the same through Jesus, his son. It always will be, right up until the day uh, of grace ends. And it was an open door to Noah and it was a gracious invitation to God because God revealed to Noah in his day, I'm going to destroy the earth. It's come up before me, its wickedness is great. And so the love of God will always centre itself on those who centre themselves upon God. And this is so true to remember. Why? Because Noah found righteousness. Noah walked with God in his generation. When no one else cared, when no one else was bothered, when no one else did, Noah did. And it's getting like that today. Very quickly, very few are walking with God as they should be. And that's in the church. And you know, it, it comes across that those days were momentous days. And it's just heading similar to ours. But God will always give. He said, come. That's a lovely invitation. He said, come into the ark. Build the ark first. And it took a long time to build. That's your safety. I'm going to destroy the earth with rain. The ark will rise up. You'll be safe within. That was God doing this. There's always safety in him. There always will be. We know this to be true when we love him. Come in, he said. What a lovely invitation. Why? Because judgment is imminent. I'm going to destroy it, but not you, because you're righteous and all your ways. So thank God when we're in him, we have that safety as long as we are secure in him. Imminent judgment then upon sin and safety within. Danger without, but safety within. The world is a dangerous place. The world is a deadly place. The believer is out of the world and by no means should ever enter again or be part of it. A deadly place. Always remember, safety within, danger without. We're stepping with God and we're safe. And that's where we need to be. That's the good news of salvation. Safety in him. Did not Jesus say himself, Come unto me, he said. All you who are heavy laden, burdened with difficulties and situations, come unto me. For he cares and he does and he will do that. My burden's light, he says. Why? Because he lifts the burden from us when we trust him. 
And that's what Jesus said himself. Come unto me. Don't look anywhere else. You don't need to. Just look to me. For he is the answer. And then not only was it a gracious invitation, but here in Noah's case was an obedient acceptance. Because Noah went in. Noah ended in, it tells us, in Genesis 7, verse 16. An awesome, uh, an awful thing happened in one sense. Because what happened was, and this is the door, the open door that was closed. When Noah entered the ark with his family and everything, all the animals and everything else, God shut the door. Noah didn't shut the door. God shut the door. That was it, you see. Judgment was about to come. So be careful, beware, be ready, be always ready for God when he comes, when he speaks, when he's there. And you see, he shut the door. It implies to me then that it stood open. See, there was always opportunity for others to believe. There was opportunity. Why? Because you see, when Noah was building the ark, he was preaching righteousness. His very life, his very life spoke of what it meant to be in, in God. And this is the same thing. When he worked, he preached. When he worked and the ark went up and the people thought it was a joke and the people laughed. I honestly believe that the, the, the hand of God was upon Noah to keep him safe during all of that time. Because the way the wickedness of the world works, he could well have lost his life, but I believe God kept them during that time. And while God kept them and he worked, opportunity was given for that sinful world and those awful people to accept God's invitation like Noah had. And it was given then. And I believe it stood open. See, if you look at Genesis 7 and verse 4, it seems to indicate there were seven days when the door stood open. Everything else went in, but the door was there. God always gives opportunity right up and to the end. And this is what Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 36 to 39, talking about his day, talking about the days that will be, talking about our day as it was in the days of Noah. He said, so shall it be when I come again. So shall it be. Opportunity was there right up to the end. Because here's an awesome, here is a, well, a, a, what a sad situation. Genesis 7 and verse 13. It says this, the same day, Matthew 24 verse 38, Jesus said the same, until the day of the end, opportunity was given. They were living their life, they were doing everything, right up to the end. Both Jesus said it, and both it's recorded in the word of God. That's the grace of God, that's the love of God. That's the mercy of God, always extended to everyone to believe. God will extend that and does to all. We've got to receive it, we've got to know it. And that's for the world and each individual too. He's a merciful, loving God. And we see this through Christ himself, don't we, in what he said.
And then the third thing was this. There was a fatal and final rejection. Because as we know, and it's a fearsome word, and it's a sad situation, no one came. No one came. A while back, and I'm trying to bring it back to mind, he, 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 he was a famous atheist, it's just, it's just coming to mind. And what he did, he held a, a, a meeting for people to come to do with the future. Nobody came. But you see, the difference being, how sad it, it does, you know, when, when, when you think about it. How often is a gracious invitation given and it's not taken up? But God gives it and it needs to be and that's what we've got to consider. A fearsome word, no one came. God shut the door and they all perished in the flood. So for unbelievers then, we all need to be saved. Believers, be ready for the Lord's return. For he will come, but we've got to be ready, faithful, waiting for that time. So that was the first door. Then the second door was a closed door that should be opened. Now this is slightly different, and that it's not to do with a sinful world, it's more to do with an indolent and indifferent church. And that's a sad situation, because while the door's open to the world, the door is open to the church. But here is a church in Revelation 3 and verse 2, which was closed, a closed door. The church of Laodicea. What an awful state that they were in. Jesus here in Revelation is speaking to the church. He's actually speaking to believers. This is a word that's given to all to be careful, to be ready, to be aware. But even more than this, Jesus is outside. And this is what he's saying. Let me in. What a, an awful thing to be standing outside when you ought to be in, but you cannot get in because they'll not let you in. We've all been in situations like that where we've wanted to be in, but we've been hindered by whatever situation and been shut out. And this is a real indictment against the church today. And it's just what came over to me in this that it should have been open, but it wasn't. It is a real indictment, because Jesus said this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I'm knocking on the door. He's there knocking on the door. He's making himself known. But he'll not enter in until he's invited in. He'll not force the door. That's the grace of God. That's the love of God. He just wants us to let him in into our lives. Open up to him. The world needs to open up. The church needs to open up. Everybody needs to open up. Each individual needs to be open to God while he's speaking and while he's ministering. It's frightening, isn't it? He said, really, 
Let me in and I'll come with you and I'll eat with you and I'll drink with you and I'll share with you all the things that I have for you. You see, the Lord has everything for them. He had everything for the church. But the church wouldn't let him in. And that's the church today. How sad that is. Everything's in him, but they're not letting him in. And you know, we ought as believers to be praying the more earnestly, which we do. As we've let him into our lives, and thank God, he's entered in, and, and, and we share the fellowship with him that we have. We don't want, and it's the heart's door, you see. He's standing at the heart's door, knocking, I want to enter in, I want to be, but everything you want to be, everything you need, is found in me. It's not a natural door. It's a heart's door with a heart's experience. See, everyone needs to open up to the love of God. And it's, it's not a pleasant word at all. It's a challenging word. It's a quickening word. It's a word to the church and each individual believer. Where am I? Where do I stand? Thankfully, we're in the church. We're not out of it. And give God praise for that. See, he says, behold, I see, I know your work. He knew, but he wanted them to open up to him. What's required? Well, three things. For the church and for them was a reminder from past experience. They did sometimes do something for him. That's the first thing. Second, what was needed as a renewal for a future expectation. What they could be doing. And the third thing, a reversal of a present situation, <coughs> what they should be doing. That's the church, every individual church, and the church today. You see, the church of Laodicea was lukewarm. We know that. It was neither one thing or the other. It was indifferent. And how sad that is. That's an indictment. Indifference. And that's the world. But thank God we're not in the world. We're not of the world. He's called us out of the world. We've entered in through the door. The door of salvation. Into him. And it comes under condemnation, of course. Jesus, his desire to be all and everything the church needs. To be effective in all spiritual experiences. Open up to him and let him in. And third and finally, the third door. We read it, a continual open door. That's the door of salvation. John 10 and verse 9. By me. See, notice the difference. How lovely that is. Mm -hmm. That here he's saying, by me. I am the way. The only way. How different is the church of Laodicea, where he's standing saying, let me in. Mm -hmm. This is the church as it should be. 
This is the church as we ought to be. This is the church that's required for today. <coughs> this is what God needs us all to be. By me, then, is the only way into salvation. There's no other way except through Jesus Christ. But you see, he talks about life. And he talks about living and what it remains in him. So during this day of grace, right, there's opportunity to enter in. Why? Because just like Noah's day, just like the coming days and today and whatever it may be, judgment is imminent and it will come upon sin. For a righteous God will condemn sin for what it is. If it's in the church, that's a real desperate, sad situation. If it's in the world, then they need to be saved. And the church needs to be changed. And God forbid that there's anybody in the church that's not saved. Because there's a lot of people who live a life out. And no one knows what they're like inside. But God does. It's a bit like the church at the oldest here. The Lord knows what's inside each one of us. Knows everything about us. Cares and loves us. He just wants us to open up to Him. In every way, open up to Him. Because a day of judgment follows salvation. Days of Noah, so shall it be. Jesus is coming again. Thank God for that. And He's coming soon. So there's two areas then to consider. Be ready. Be ready. Ready for his coming. Open up to him and allow him into your heart and just with that expectation of being with him when he comes. You take us home to be with himself. Be ready. But more so, we need to be saved. Mm 